everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Me and the Gals. We're so happy for you all to join. We hope you enjoyed the last episode. Today I am joined, my name is Ricardia, by the way, I am joined by one of my co-hosts, Hello, Sophia. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been sleeping on the job. Yeah. <laughs> no, so Sophia and I are going to talk uh, again today about a subject that we've often addressed. And it's, well, let's back up a little bit. For me, it's always been very complicated to talk about race. My father's from Trinidad, my mother's from Ireland, and I should have been dark skinned. <laughs> but I look very white now, though I didn't when I was born and during my early childhood. I experienced a lot of racism growing up in my working class hometowns and later in a very posh boarding school. And my son, who is part Asian, likes to remind me quite frequently that I don't get it because I pass for white. He has a strong point. My skin color is as confusing to me as it is to anyone else I speak to. So sometimes I'm apologizing for not being ethnic enough because my dancing skills can't compare to my Trinidadian aunt. And at other times I avoid conversations among all white people because I can't fully relate to them. In fact, they often make me rather angry, either due to their self-conscious woke talk or their unconscious remarks such as, oh, this guy in the supermarket, he has a migrational background, and of course he totally behaved like this in this country. So none of these groups feels like my tribe, and um, I do what I always do. I just sit somewhere between warring tribes and I pretend I'm Switzerland. So <laughs> that's what I do. Um, visually speaking, I think it's a little less ambiguous for you, Sophia. You biological parents are in in, uh, from India mm. and you are darker than I mm. and in the 1970s you were adopted by Swedish parents so I'm going to explain a little bit why I really really wanted to talk to you uh, about this because I think you're the only POC so p person of color and gay woman I know who doesn't address either of these aspects of her personality a whole lot um, whenever I come to see you and Karina here in Sweden, which is a lot, I talk some about racism sometimes, uh, racism in Germany or the States. And um, I notice that whenever I do, <laughs> you don't say an awful lot, which is unusual because Sophia and I can talk until the cows come home. So at some point, I remember saying something again, you just sort of not saying anything. And then I was like, dude, does POC even mean anything to you? And then you just smiled. So I'm going to ask you, Sophia, does POC mean anything to you? No. <laughs> no. no, I don't uh, consider myself. I mean, I, I consider myself as a human. So uh, I don't consider myself. Um, I wouldn't say if, if I would describe my skin color, if somebody would ask me, I would say I'm brown. Mm -hmm. mm. And, you know, my I had a lot of, uh, you know, my mother and father and also their uh, friends, they had like nicknames for me when I was younger. And that wasn't like racist at all. But they called me like, uh, if I translate like uh, gingerbread sweetheart or, yeah, and, and it was just, uh, no, I, I, I never even think about it. But gingerbread because of the skin color, or just because they like gingerbread for Christmas? Like, what do no, you think? No, no, I think I think it <laughs> yeah. was because of the skin. Okay, color. okay, but so. that did, it didn't bother you, obviously. No, it's not something. never, no, yeah. never. And I, I come across 
very rarely um, people being racist. I, I don't, you know, of course, sometimes, but not the extent that you are talking about. Mm. I, I actually don't get it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Should, uh, what what should I? Uh, <laughs> How should I feel? Yeah, but what should I feel? Or what should I... Uh, What do you think? No, that's actually that. Now you're getting to another question that I was going to have oh. later down where I f- sometimes feel like, what am I doing here? Am I trying to make her feel things that clearly she didn't feel? Or am I trying to make her feel guilty for not being more woke about her own skin color? <laughs> like that just seems so um, arrogant in some ways. But I, when I talked to somebody else about you and I said, you know, she never talks about this. Maybe she's in denial. Maybe these things happen. <laughs> um, but she doesn't want to see it or she just forgot about it because it was too painful. Does any of that ring a bell? No. What? Forgot about it? How? Yeah. Like maybe because you're a very resilient person from how I know you, you just decided that maybe it happened, but it wasn't important enough for you to become a life defining moment. Maybe. I don't know. I'm totally speculating here. No, I mean, I... Uh, no, I, I, and I don't deny it. Well, you know, why should I deny it? I'm, I'm proud of who I am. Uh, if I, you know, were, uh, you know, I can't say it now because you have, <laughs> you, you say always to me, it's like, you can't say that. You can't do that. You can't. And I go, ooh, okay. But, um, yeah, um, no, I never, uh, you know, I had one, one, when I was, 12, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. I was in um, where you go swimming. The swimming uh, pool? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the big, ho- what do you call it? The, the, like, a, we, we say swim hall. In, Sh- you swim hall. Uh, like a, a swimming pool, a yeah. public swimming pool. Yeah, but inside. But like inside, indoors. gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one at Oderbergerstrasse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophia sometimes lives in Berlin in Oderbergerstrasse. For those of you who don't know, have a very <laughs> chic swimhalle. Yeah, so, very. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there was this kid coming up to me when I was standing uh, next to the pool. I was about to jump in, and he said, "How does it feel to be brown in the water?" Or like, is that how to no? Get but it? just how does it feel? And I was uh-huh. like, "I, I." That was the first time I uh-huh. thought that. Ah, yeah, right. I don't look like everybody else. Especially in this part where I used to live. Uh, I, I do live, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I always see this as a very positive thing, you know, that, you know, I look a bit different. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm proud of my color, but I never think about it. I just feel a bit more tanned mm-hmm. than everybody, anybody else. And I always I got a, li- a, li- a little bit, um, yeah, I get a lot of compliments, you know. So, yeah. But... Yeah. Um, No, I never, I never think about it. It's so interesting because I know, um, but I know for me it was different, and I was never like I was. I don't know. I just there was always some sort of commentary on it. Like I was the little black one. They called me the little black one in Germany, which is what? so funny because I was. Would you like black? I, hello, <laughs> but but that was just something they said. Or even in boarding school, it was made very clear to me that. Um, There was the stereotype, like I was probably very sexual or very wild sexually, but you didn't bring me home to mom. It was very clear that I was not marriage material, but you could get your your, your groove on with me until the time came when you brought an actual lady home. 
Are you, that's what, are you that, sure that this is how it was? The, it was I can't be brain? sure now, but mm. I I definitely, I remember specifically. You, you are the most elegant woman I know. Oh, thank you. But I remember this one time I had a boyfriend and his grandfather had my mom sign a document that they would not be responsible if I got pregnant. I was supposed to visit my what? boyfriend. Yeah, because he saw a picture of me and... and After that came this whole thing about me, and I was like, "But oh. you are not dark." I know, but compared to blonde Fan and Sue yeah, in yeah. my boarding school, mm. I must have looked positively. Dark. And but this, this wasn't very often, but it happened. But this kind of stuff didn't happen to you, and I know you also grew up in parts of Sweden that I would grew also up be in considered. A very conservative um, part yeah. of Sweden, and this is actually—I'm not sure if it was when I uh, was a little girl, but. Now this is this place and this part of Sweden, the south of Sweden, Skåne, it's mm-hmm. called. I think it's the most racist uh, place in Sweden, if you look mm. uh, how people vote. So and how they wanted to not have too many refugees here. Yes. Right. No. 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 Mm. Yeah, exactly. And well, sometimes I. There was this, uh, we moved to Stockholm, outside Stockholm, when I was about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And um, my teacher was um, um, religious. And it, it's, I mean, it's not so common in Sweden. So uh, when I came to the class the first day, the teacher said to my mother afterwards that you could have said that she was, you know, uh What did she say? She, I had another skin color, mm-hmm. and my mother was like, "No, mm-hmm. why? Why mm-hmm. should I?" And she said, no, "I just prepare the other uh, pupils." And um, my mother said, "No, we we are not doing that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's relevant." And um, so we we. Um, never made it a problem I love that and I think I've actually made it more of a problem than it was sometimes and I think it, it um, happened in hindsight in some ways because of course I became more alert because my son looks Asian but I remember actually when I first started dating his father in New York I was madly in love it really was quite kind of the love at first sight thing mm-hmm. I met the guy and I was I turned around to my best friend and said by the way that's my next boyfriend mm-hmm. and then my uh, close relative of mine saw a picture of him and said oh you've never had one of those before Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I totally didn't get it I didn't understand what she meant so I said one of those what do you mean well you know um oriental like which at the time you already weren't saying anymore either and i remember thinking it was a loss of innocence in some ways because i hadn't thought of him that that way before mm-hmm. and now i had to think of this person or human as an asian person and i really resented that mm-hmm. because you know everyone's talking about how you can't be colorblind how that makes everybody invisible and i understand that but at the same time i do feel like in the states there's no but in the states it's like extreme and but I in also... germany it's becoming that way where mm. you now it's now it's even like me who's sort of in between but i'm definitely uh, white looking so i can never figure out where i am in this context like i i can't talk about it because i'm too privileged to um 
uh, have had really bad experience. I was. I grew up very privileged, right? But then I hear other people talk about it in this sort of self-conscious I'm so woke, I don't eat strawberries in winter, and I don't because it's technically not in season. Mm-hmm. I I love black people. <laughs> it's a sort of this whole thing where you're just like, okay, we get it. You read the newspaper yeah. or you're up on the academia yeah. side of things. And so I love that you have what I perceive to be that innocence a little bit that I had before this whole thing, before moving to America and realizing, oh my God, there is a race war here that I had not experienced as much Mm. in Germany. And you kind of still have it, which is, I feel like that's why you often don't, you look at me like, what are you talking about? And you have that smirk on your face now, like you're not saying something. No, no, no. I'm just thinking about how, um, how would you think, uh, how would you like me to react? I don't, it's, it's less of how would I like you to react. And it's more like you're so on the opposite spectrum of what's going on in the countries I've lived in or that I live in. And not, not only with my, uh, uh, color. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people will shoot me now when I say this, but I, you know, I don't watch the news mm. because mostly it's very depressing, and I don't mm. know anything about you know COVID or Corona. I mm. just uh, I know that it's out there, mm. but um, you know, you laughed at us uh, last uh, <laughs> evening because we didn't know about you know the you PCR. didn't know the difference between no, a PCR test. No, and and that's really okay. Maybe it is some. How innocent. I mean, it's also a little bit, I mean, if we're going to talk about privilege, and of course, you live in a in a really lovely country, and you live, I mean, th- there's not a lot of people here. So you don't have to be confronted with it all the time, the, the corona now, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm here for two weeks, I haven't worn a mask once. I'm like, oh, it's like a parallel universe, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it really is very strongly also a contextual thing about when do we talk about coming back to sort of the original topic when do we talk about race or being a person of color when do we feel like there's no other way to live but to talk about it and when does there seem to be a context where people aren't addressing you in that way which feels to me like that's how you grew up I mean I I kind of almost can't believe it like how that's possible but I mean I know you would tell me if they addressed it I mean but it was it was in a positive way Mm. you see it was uh, exotic to be honest I mean there was um, which is also a word nobody likes to use anymore Mm. it's like it's Mm. so funny to me Mm. I know what you mean because Mm. people used to say that to me too you darker people are very um, what do they always say oh mixed children are always so pretty Mm. That's considered benevolent racism as well, right? Like it's considered what you they, say is positive, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about benevolent racism. Yes, I know, and I, um, I in Germany, I, yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't. And the uh, in a way, I, I feel like I'm contaminating you now. Yeah, like. but you know, I, and you said um, you said something about yeah, yeah, exactly. When I was um, when I was very little, in the beginning, my mother. And father, when they when they uh, took me, it wasn't a hospital, but where the old people lived before, uh, like a like home. a senior's home, or yeah, hospice? kind of, yeah, mm. no uh, home. Mm. And my mother's grandmother was there, and uh, she couldn't really grasp the concept of adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they showed me the first time, she said, "Ooh, this is going to be a." F- a very special child Mm -hmm. she's so tanned and my mother said uh, yeah yeah she is you know she said yeah 
I can see that this is a special child. So, so, so did she think you were white, but someone had left you out in the sun too long, or she actually realized you? No, were, no, no. I think she just, you know, <laughs> to her it was only, you know, only white people. I think. Right. And I had, um, I don't know. I told you yesterday that you know a lot of women mm-hmm. they seem to want to take care of me, and you know perfectly fine I can manage by myself but I think it's quite sweet and that was the same when I was a child Uh, all these women always wanted to take care of me and here we had a bakery and there was this really really ugly woman I mean not ugly ugly I mean ugly as a person oh yeah Mm. and uh, (laughs) I'm like wow (laughs) no no (laughs) and she was always you know tough very mm-hmm. tough and uh, but every time i stepped into the to the shop she she forgot all about the other customers all about the other clients and and she just turned to me and said you can choose anything you want here oh so i always did and that thing you can you can't say that word either but it was a little bit of a chocolate round thing a ball right and that was a, we had a really Horrible name for that one in, in Sweden. But, yeah, so there's a couple in Germany as well. Yeah, so mm. we're not going to say that. But uh, she was super sweet to me. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I never... My mother always used that, you know. She was like, when we went to um, uh, the French Riviera. Uh-huh. Sounds very posh, but... Well, it is posh. It is posh, <laughs> but actually, we, I think we got there in a caravan. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. but we were there and my mother, she liked uh, the glamour. And so we were walking uh, and looking at those big yachts. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, jump on, you know, jump onto one of those yachts and and, and uh, pretend that you, uh, you uh, got lost or something. So me and your dad mm-hmm. can uh, also come, you know. Onto the yacht. Mm-hmm. So I did that because uh-huh. I was kind of cute when mm-hmm. I was little. So I did that and uh, they invited. Them. No yeah. way. Yeah. That is hilarious. Mm. So she always said, hey, you're so cute. Come on, do yeah. that. Yeah. Although I think my mom did the same thing, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I must return to that. What He said that... I was in denial. No, he asked, do you think that maybe she is in denial? Of what? Like racist things. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some very bad things happened to him in Berlin. Yeah, I, I mean, know. This, you told his me. life does not compare mm. to yours at all. No. And not because he grew up badly. He also grew, he also is aware of his privilege. But um, the run-ins with the police, yeah, um, the slurs at school, I mean, the... There definitely were defining moments for him where he thought, well, I'm going to think twice about going to the police when I'm having trouble in this country. So it's a very separate thing. And I cannot also fully understand his experience because, again, it's very different from mine. Yours is very different Mm -hmm. from mine. I guess I'm always, and why I wanted to talk to you, I'm always interested in having alternatives because everything is so in a bubble now everyone's got their own algorithm and so to hear other perspectives and choices and experiences has become really difficult Mm. and that's why I think your perspective it's also important to hear that people don't always feel compelled to either because they're privileged or not or whatever it is but that there are other experiences on a spectrum of the possible Mm. And that is why I wanted to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do. I mean, I, I, I kind of 
thought about it, of course, when uh, this SD party in they they have a lot of votes now. Uh, Is that right? A rightist party yeah, in Sweden, super right? Mm. And I said to Karina, if they get the power here, poo, that's going to be difficult, you know, mm. because I am I am uh, a woman. And they don't want the women to, uh, they want them back in the kitchen again. And gay, mm -hmm. they don't like gay people. And also uh, my skin color. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's very worrying, but, but maybe I am in denial then because I don't want to, like you said, I just, uh, yeah, I, I know that they are there, but I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to focus on that or engage mm, yeah mm. and i also think um it's very difficult to always be the one who engages with every cause and mm. um wave of whatever it is it is out there because you get exhausted i mentioned it to you plenty of times i was very politically active in the early 2000 i was exhausted mm. all the time because mm. change wasn't happening i would run into so much more ignorance than when i just ignored the news sometimes and so yeah i think everybody gets exhausted from mm -hmm. certain things and should be able to choose to opt out every now mm. and then you know what mm. what do you think sometimes when i When I say these things, do you Okay, I will I will put an interpretation out there that I think comes as a reaction from you and I'm curious if it's true. Do you think I exaggerate sometimes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, don't hold back. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. do, but I I can't I mean, I'm I'm not in your position, so I I can't speak for your experiences, but I noticed that I I've been to the States a couple of times uh, and I've been working. So, and I was in the South um, in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I do do realize that it was, uh, it's very different. It's a mm -hmm. different climate. But, um, you know, somebody like warned me. We were going to a house. There were their friends and uh, there was an author and it was a book launch. And they said, you want to come? She's, you know, having a book uh, launch. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. And they said, yeah, and uh, her husband is black. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you want? I mean, what's the thing? I mean, I can't imagine if people say that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do. We're going to Karina and Sophia's house. By the way, she is a brownie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they do. I think so it's so it. strongly geographically defined mm. how our perception is and then I think for me sometimes <clears throat> because of my whole history of like being engaged in politically and stuff I sort of get very on board with mm -hmm. these things like mm -hmm. I have a small little activist inside me mm -hmm. still that mm -hmm. feels like yes we must fix all of this now mm -hmm. and so maybe my boundaries from the subject to what I'm experiencing aren't always mm. solid and I think that happens so that's why I think I picked that up from you <laughs> yeah that was good that was good you picked yeah. up the right thing <laughs> all right hun I think this is a very very interesting conversation I'm curious how our listeners will feel about it speaking of our listeners I want to let everyone know that we now have the website ready which is meandthegals.com you can subscribe to the podcast there and also if you have any suggestions for topics or you think you want to be a gal on our podcast please feel free to reach out 
The email is yes, hello at meandthegals.com. Looking forward to your feedback, maybe some of your own experiences around the topic, and hear you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye.